The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory Jesus said to his disciples, Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. Amen, I say to you, until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter or the smallest part of a letter will pass from the law, until all these things have taken place. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do so will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever obeys and teaches these commandments will be called greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will not enter the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to your ancestors, you shall not kill, and whoever kills will be liable to judgment. But I say to you, whoever is angry with, angry with your brother will be liable to judgment. And whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be answerable to the Sanhedrin. And whoever says, you fool, will be liable to fiery Gehenna. Therefore, if you bring your, your gift to the altar and there recall that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there at the altar. Go first and be reconciled with your brother. And then come and offer your gift. Settle with your opponent quickly while on the way to court. Otherwise, your opponent will hand you over to the judge, and the judge will hand you over to the guard, and you will be thrown into prison. Amen, I say to you, you will not be released until you have paid the last penny. You have heard that it was said you should not commit adultery. But I say to you, everyone who looks at a woman with lust has already committed adultery with her in his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to lose one of your members than to have your whole body thrown into Gehenna. It was also said, whoever divorces his wife must give her a bill of divorce. But I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful, causes her to commit adultery, and whoever marries a divorced woman commits adultery. Again, you have heard that it was said to your ancestors, do not take a false oath, but make good to the Lord all that you vow. But I say to you, do not swear at all, not by heaven, for it is God's throne, nor by earth, for it is his footstool, nor by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. Do not swear by your head, for you cannot make a single hair white or black. Let your yes mean yes, and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. The Gospel of the Lord. Our reading from Sirach today says and begins with, If you choose, you can keep the commandments. They will save you. For the Jewish people, salvation came through the law. This is why they were very, very attentive to the things of the law. And this is why Jesus is always wrestling with the scribes and the Pharisees. And this, and this, <laughs> Pharisees, I'm making up names, y'all. <laughs> I, think I missed my coffee this morning. That's what happened. The scribes and the Pharisees and the Sadducees, all three of those groups, they come together and they're always wrestling with Jesus. They're trying to uphold pieces of the law. And Jesus is saying, no, 
because of this, right? So they're being adamant about following the law because salvation came through the law. That's why they were intent on focused on it, right? So it's not that they were just crazy people. They were super focused on following the law, even to its exact letter, right? The, the smallest part of the letter, Jesus tells us, right? And so they followed it very strictly and specifically to the washing of hands and to all kinds of, all kinds of I think there was something like 613 or so specific laws that each Jew had to know and follow in their daily life. But the simple fact is salvation came through them. And this was their understanding. But St. Paul, all throughout the New Testament, and certainly our Lord is the source of it, St. Paul tells us that our salvation is not from the law, but from Christ. We are not saved by doing the things of the law. We're saved by following the Savior who came to offer his life for us. The law... It's not our Savior. It is the person of Jesus. It's an important thing for us. But Jesus didn't come simply to get rid of the law. That's what he starts out saying in the, the, the passage for the gospel today. He says, I didn't come to abolish the law and the prophets. I came to fulfill them. It's not as if Jesus came and all we have to do is follow Jesus and we don't have to follow any rules anymore. You just do whatever you want. Just, you know, say you're a Christian, follow Jesus, do whatever you want. But, you know, you're, you're in heaven because, uh, you know, Jesus saved us. We don't have to worry about things. You don't have to worry about laws and commandments anymore. It's not, that's not at all what Jesus is saying. Sirach, the book of Sirach, actually, uh, the end of our reading, tells us that, that God gives no one license to sin. Nobody has the freedom, you know, none, none of us have the ability to, to sin and have no consequences. Rather, the Lord comes to fulfill the law and the prophets, not to abolish them. He fulfills them. What does that mean? It means he takes them and he brings them to what they were supposed to be in the first place. And he does it in a rather dramatic fashion. We don't exactly under, you know, we don't understand the impact very much, I don't think. Or we're not often aware of what it was that Jesus was saying and how shockingly scandalous it really was. Again, this is just part of our normal Catholic Christian culture. You know, we hear Jesus say, you know, thou shalt not kill, but I say to you, you know, da-da-da-da-da. We're just, we, we hear that and we go, well, yeah, because Jesus is saying that. You know, it's Jesus, right? You listen to Jesus. But for the people of that day, what Jesus was doing was absolutely terrifying to them. It was probably blowing them. I mean, their, their jaws were probably hanging open at hearing the words that you just heard and you were just kind of like... Yep. Yeah, Jesus said that. Of course. Yeah, Father. Uh-huh. Right? People's jaws were dropping because Jesus was changing what the law was saying. And the law is the thing that saves us. And it wasn't just Jesus saying you don't have to wash your hands when you, when you, you, know, when you deal with this. You don't have to do that little wash ceremony. Jesus was touching the Ten Commandments, the the. the Basic, the first instance of God coming to humanity and saying, do this, don't do that. Jesus was changing those things. Jesus was talking, he was expounding upon the thing where God himself came down to Moses on the mountain and inscribed it with his finger on the commandments, the law of God. Jesus was changing that. 
The simple fact is that God gave us those. And yet this guy from Nazareth, who we know his parents, right? We know his mother, you know, Mary and Joseph, Joseph the carpenter in town, you know. They, you know, they're, they're ordinary people, you know. Jesus, you know, contrary to popular belief, maybe, Jesus didn't walk around with a little halo over his head to let everybody know how holy he was. He just looked like us, you know. So here's this guy who shows up and it says, I know God told you this, but let me let me tell you, let me tell you what I think. And so, you know, if I came in here one day and started rewriting the commandments and saying that you have to do something completely different than what the church in Jesus Christ has always taught, you would be like, Father Brent has lost his mind. We need to let the bishop know ASAP because this is terrible, right? I would get run out of town, rightly so. And yet here is Jesus saying, I know God said this, but let me tell you more. And what he's doing is he's claiming for himself divine authority. Sometimes people say, well, Jesus never claimed to be God. They're fools because Jesus very clearly is doing divine things. He's taking divine authority that is his and saying, the father gave you this commandment, but let me, the son, tell you more about it. He's claiming divine authority. That Jesus has the power to do these things. He has the authority to do these things. And the simple fact is that Jesus, he doesn't, he doesn't say, yeah, you don't have to worry about that commandment or you can kill people now. It's fine. Yeah? That's not what Jesus does. Jesus takes the commandment and elevates it to an even higher level. To where it should have been, but the people weren't ready for it. By a quick show of hands, how many of you this week struggled in a really genuine way, really had to like, like white knuckle yourself through not physically killing somebody? Any takers? No? I, I, see, I see a couple of hands, but, you know, you know I, sometimes it's got to be honest. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it happens. You know, let's be, you know, there's a reason God gave us that low bar, right? But genuinely, most of us, generally most of us are not like just really struggling not to kill somebody. It's not like I went to the grocery store on Tuesday and somebody took the last can of biscuits. And I was like, man, I was really looking forward to biscuits tomorrow morning. I can't get them now. You know what? I'm going to kill them. That's not, that's not how we work. Killing is not, that's the really low bar that God said. And that tells you where the people were at that time when, when God said, just, just, just try not to kill each other. You know? That was literally his starting point. Because he knew they couldn't do the, the, the more difficult thing of not hating your brother. They knew they weren't ready to not say mean things, to not say harmful things, to not curse their brother, to not wish harm upon their brother. Then God knew they weren't ready for that, so he said, at least we'll start at don't kill them. And Jesus comes and goes, okay, now you got, you know, we more or less got that. Again, we still kill people these days, but we're not perfect. But he says, so now, now that we kind of have that down and you've been working with me, now that you've been hearing my word proclaimed to you, the scriptures, now that you've been coming to pray, now that you've been offering your hearts in worship, now that you've been getting to know me a little bit more, let's raise the bar to where it actually should be. And you can do it. Don't worry. You can do it because you have my grace now. The people before, they, they didn't have God's grace. They didn't have baptism. They didn't have the Eucharist. They didn't have confession. They didn't have this, this river overflowing of abundance of grace that we have. So God sets the bar higher, but he also gives us the ability to do it. 
to actually put it into action. So what do we do with the commandments? Obviously, we still need them. Sometimes, though, when we look at the commandments, we see them as as rules, as restrictions, as as laws that kind of prevent us from from living my best life. You know, I would love to be able to do X, Y and Z, but the church says I got to do this instead. You know, I got to go to church every Sunday. I can't just hang out at home. You know, I got to I got to go to confession once a year. I got to I got to go tell my pre- my sins to to that guy, to that priest. He's crazy. You know. What's he going to think? You know, what's going to happen? You know, or I shouldn't have to say that. I can go straight to God. You know, I, I'm going to do my thing. I've got this. And in so many ways, in a thousand ways, every single sin, everything, every, everything, every law that the church has for us, there's a reason sometimes that our hearts want to push back against it. And the Lord knows it. Because he knows our hearts. That's what the prayers of Mass today said. That's what the readings told us. The Lord understands the hearts of men. He knows we're there. And the Lord gives us commandments, not because he wants us to be miserable in this life, but because he wants us to be happy in this life and to have eternal happiness in the next. And that's why we have the laws that we have. That's why we have the commandments. And we are not saved by following the commandments. Again, we are not Jews. We do not rely upon following the law. We don't rely upon, I did the right things. I did all the checks. Because that is not what Jesus asks us in the end. He asks us, do you know me? Are you like me? Ultimately, whenever Jesus, whenever we stand before Jesus on the day of our final judgment, he wants to see how clear is my image in you? Do you look like me or do you look like yourself? Do we allow God's grace to change us or do I try to do my own will? Jesus wants to know us. We are saved not by following the law. We are saved by following Jesus Christ, our Savior, by living the Christian life to the best of our ability every day. And to do so requires of us to follow the laws, to follow his commandments. An analogy I like to use is that of bowling. We all know bowling. Even if we're not good at it, we at least understand the basics of it. There are pins at the other end of an alley. There's an alley that you, bowl the, that you roll the ball down. And on either side, there are gutters. If you get in the gutters, you miss the pins. Basic points, right? In the Christian life, our goal is to get to heaven. Our goal is to be close to Jesus Christ. That's the pins. The laws are those wonderful things we call bumpers. They prevent you from getting in the gutter. Because if you get in the gutter, you're guaranteed you can't hit the pins. You just roll right past them and you miss Christ and his grace. You miss heavenly joy. The bumpers, the laws of God, are there to ensure that even if we bounce back and forth and really struggle to get down to the end, if we don't do it, even if we don't do it beautifully and gracefully, we still hit the pins. We still get to Christ. We still find his embrace. But sometimes in the Christian life, as often happens with with young people as they're starting to grow, they get to an age where they think, I'm good enough now. I don't need the bumpers. Mom, dad, pick the bumpers up. I want to do it. And then we start bowling. And we'll get some pins every now and then. But very often, 
still in the gutter. Because we think we can handle it. We think we have the skill to be able to make it work. But very often we're trying to do our own thing. I'm going to do my thing rather than what Christ and his church tell me to. And I'm going to see how it works out. And we wind up in the gutter. We wind up lacking the joy that Christ wants for us. And we wonder how we got there. The simple fact is that the laws ultimately are there to transform our hearts. That's what our opening prayer was today. Did you hear it? That the grace of Christ would shape us to become fitting dwellings of the Holy Spirit. That the grace of Christ would shape us to become fitting for the Holy Spirit to dwell with us. That in following the law, we learn to understand why the law is there in the first place. When we follow the law, oftentimes what will happen is we realize, huh, that's actually really valuable to me. Or that actually really helps me. I don't know why I fought back against it. The simple fact is that, again, the law is not there to make life complicated. The law is there to make us holy. The law is there to help us meet Jesus Christ and to stay in his grace and to allow his grace to keep shaping our hearts to make us good bowlers. Because ultimately, in the end, if you take a professional bowler and you put them out there, you can put the, you can put the bumpers down and it doesn't matter because they're not going to hit them because they're a professional bowler. They don't, need, they don't need something to keep them in the lane. They're going to be able to hit the pins whether you, put the bowler, whether you have the, the bumpers out or not. And this is what it is for us in the Christian life. That if we allow Christ to change our heart, if, we, if his grace shapes us enough, eventually the law says one thing, but that doesn't matter. Because I wasn't going to break that law anyway. The law, the law commands me to go to Mass every Sunday. Okay, I want to go every day. So Sundays, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's an easy bar for me, you know. I don't, have to, I don't have to fight against going to Sunday Mass because I want to be there. I'm choosing to be there. I'm pursuing that. The law tells me don't kill people. I mean, it's not a temptation I'll have to, uh, to face very often, right? That's not a thing that I have to kind of like wrestle with because I don't want to kill people. When the laws are given to us, when the commandments are given to us, it's because the Lord understands our hearts and he knows that sometimes we're not there yet. We're learning to bowl, but we're not professionals. But over time, he's going to help us. And in the meantime, He's going to make sure we stay on the track to hit the pins. We're going to continue to meet him if we follow his commandments. And so this is our call. To listen to the voice of Jesus. To understand that the church is teaching us not to make life miserable again, but to make life incredibly good. All of us, I think, wrestle in some place with the laws of the church. I do too. There are some things that have, I mean, because because again, not perfect, y'all. I don't know if y'all think that, you know. I'm pretty sure you don't think that. You know my imperfections at this point. So I'm not perfect. And there are things in my life that I'm like, man, life would be a little bit easier if God didn't tell me to not do that. Or if God held me to that higher standard, when sometimes I really just don't want to, you know. It'd be a little easier. 
All of us have that place where we kind of are pushed and challenged by the law of God. And that's good. Because it means that the Lord is shaping our hearts. The Lord is perfecting us. And one day, by His grace, we will be perfect. And we'll have all the joy that one can ever experience in that place that no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no voice, can, you know, no mind can even wrap our heads around, as St. Paul said today. So this is our call. To praise the law of God, which is not something we often do. Thank God for laws, huh? It's not often one of our litanies of praise, but it should be. Because by it, God is showing us how to come to himself, how to stay close to himself. By the law, he is shaping our hearts to learn to love him more. So let us today rejoice in the commandments, to rejoice in the law of God that comes to us, to rejoice in Christ our Savior who comes not to abolish it, but to fulfill it, so as to prepare us for the joy of everlasting life that is to come.